0: You! Welcome to the show. This is For Pod's Sake, and I'm your host, Sean Callahan. The world's gone crazy. Um, What a week. A lot to talk about, a lot to digest. Not all of it is super horrible some of it is hilarious and some of it is hilariously horrible so uh first things first alabama what is going on in alabama now for those of you in america you can have your own mind made up about the state of alabama for those of you not in the united states a little reference point alabama is the uh, state where uh, most of forrest gump took place now that's not to say that the great People in the great state of Alabama that they're all, um, you know, special, uh, slack jawed white folks with braces on their legs. That's certainly not the case. But they do do some things which are just shockingly, shockingly stupid. Um, one of the headlines this week Alabama might, might overturn its 28 year ban on yoga in schools. That's right. Alabama, I didn't realize this this entire time, since almost, almost since I was born, but a little bit after, um, banned teaching yoga in public schools. Why? Because it's of its relation to Hinduism. Now, this is something that Americans understand, but for people outside of the states, you don't realize just what a Christian nation the United States is. America is to Christianity what uh, Saudi Arabia is to Islam. All right. It's the most religious society in sort of amongst the Western democracies. There's really nothing else comparable. It's it's actually quite it's quite crazy. Um, You've got public schools in Kansas that I think unless it's been struck down, I think they teach creationism still uh, in place of of um, evolution. That's right. Creationism. The world was created 5,000 years ago by God. And dinosaurs didn't exist. This is actually what a a priest at my former high school told us, that dinosaur bones were actually put in the ground by God to test our faith in him. Hmm. Hmm. That sounds, that sounds plausible. That definitely sounds plausible. So this seems to be a running theme in America, which it's, it's, it's just unbelievable how we are just going backwards in so many ways. And, uh, it's, it's tough because the United States is a country that we value religious freedom. We think or we believe that you should have the right to worship any god you choose, and that's true. But that shouldn't be infecting the classroom, especially where it matters in in issues of science. Now, the yoga thing—that's just hilarious and ridiculous. They um they don't they won't allow you to um they won't allow you to say namaste or namaste. I don't, I'm not sure what's the proper uh, explanation, but it was um yeah. I'll just read uh, slightly. It's um, the the state House of Representatives passed a bill that will lift a quarter century ban in public schools that uh, some believe is unique to Alabama. I don't think some believe that. I think pretty much everybody believes that um, it's uh, it's and because of its roots in Hinduism, but the bill um, will still make it uh, unacceptable to say the words namaste, which is I bow to you. You um you can't you can't teach that old Sanskrit um phrase because and let me just pull this up it was uh, it was an, an incredible incredible quote. Um let's see here. They're afraid essentially that if you get exposed to this practice and the idea of meditation well that is a slippery slope to you just abandoning Christianity and abandoning Christ and just becoming a Hindu. I mean, if you do the downward dog and you, uh, put prayer hands and you do some breathing exercises, whoa, slippery slope before you know it, you know, cows are sacred and, uh, you're moving to an ashram somewhere. I mean, this is just, it's out of control how people, how people think in the modern day, especially in the United States. Um, it's, it's just really super wild. Um, This, this is the, this is the quote that, uh, that why they object to it. Um, this is, let me see here. Children at that age are very tech savvy. And if they are taught yoga, all they have to do is Google it and they will immediately find information on the spiritual aspects of it and look at it. And if they look at it, it might lead them to believe that that's something they should be involved in. Oh my God. Um, that's who's that quote from Johnston? Who is this guy? Let me look this up. Um, well, it doesn't matter. It's in the Washington Post. You can look it up. Whoever his, his name is, he's a fucking ass clown. But um, yeah, that's w- one of the headlines out, out of Alabama. They might be coming around to yoga. They might be coming around. It's the year 2021. And uh, ooh, we're going to get real wild and maybe bring it back to public school. So that's uh, wonderful. What else? Crisis on the border, Biden is handed his first big, well, not first big, his his major uh, political sort of setback. He's been doing pretty well, rolling out the vaccines, uh, polls have him at above a 60% approval rating, and Donald Trump never cracked. I don't think he cracked above 40, from what I can remember. He definitely didn't get above 50, that's for sure. So Biden's been coasting, and now... As he begins to roll back a lot of these Trump era policies, he's getting himself into a bit of hot water because uh, the word got out. And it's almost like uh, when you found out that, uh, you know, some some kid in town, his parents went away and there was some free beer. And all of a sudden he was having a, a small gathering of just a couple of guys hanging out and then half the school shows up. That's what's happening on the border. Word got out that the uh, the orange asshole Trump and his hardline policies, he was out and uh, the new compassionate immigration president was going to come in and people are flooding to the border. And most of them are unaccompanied minors. Now, I joke, but this is actually a real serious thing because these kids are demonized and everything else. And you got to think if your parents are so desperate that they will ship you across land and even maybe even across sea, I don't know, but mostly land, um, to get out of the hellhole that you're living in, whether it's, you know, cartel, drug violence, the pandemic, all the economic issues, if they're willing to ship you towards the United States with no hopes or or any idea of how you're going to get over the border and seek asylum and else, you must be in a real shit situation. So the first point on this is to have compassion for these people that are in such a bad state that you're trying to get into the United States. I mean, I hate to laugh about it because this is my, my home country, but the United States is the epicenter of coronavirus in the whole world, and people are still trying to get into America? I, 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 you must be from a really horrible place because I don't know anybody who's trying to get into America now with half a million COVID deaths, but it's a big problem. These kids are seeking asylum and Biden has rolled back this policy uh, whereby or he's beginning to roll back this idea that the asylum seekers would have to remain in Mexico and wait until their court dates. And now they lift they've lifted that for for children and with with families with children. So you show up with your kids in tow and now they're trying to house these people. And the big issue is one government agency isn't talking to the other. And you've got people who are testing positive for COVID. And then they're being shipped from one detention center to another or being released. Um, It's it's an absolute mess. And of course, Republicans are seizing on this because they need an issue. If things are going well, and the vaccines are rolling out, and Biden is well liked, they need something to to try and sandbag them. The midterm elections aren't that far away. It's only two years. And they need to figure out what can they do to, to jump on, on uh, Biden and bring him down. Now, uh, I've got mixed feelings about this as well. I, I have no love for Donald Trump. And I thought some of the things he did down at the border were absolutely barbaric how he kept people and uh, children in cages and ripped children away from their parents. I mean, that's what people need to remember about part of his legacy. You know, he's got a hell hell of a stain that he's left on on America and on the world. But that's one of the images that should remain amongst the many horrible ones is the children being ripped apart from their from their parents. I can't think of a more traumatic event as a parent and I can't imagine if you were a child not being in this foreign place and being held in a cage under these, you know, UV lights, and you have uh, one of those space blankets on you. Uh, I mean, it was just horrible conditions down there. People not having access to to clean, sort of, you know, conditions, and people absolutely just stinkings. They haven't showered in weeks. Uh, parents not being able to get clean water or formula for their for their infants. I mean just stuff, something you would never thought you would see out of the United States. And, and so policies like that have been horrible. And yet, him drawing a hard line in the sand and and doing things like creating um, that, uh, that memo, uh, which, you know, stated that, if you're seeking asylum, you have to remain in Mexico and you can't actually be taken into the United States. You remain in Mexico Mexico until your court date comes through. That deterred a lot of people. It just did. And his hardline stance did actually wind up bringing some of the numbers of people who were coming over, uh, bringing them down. And they did start to, to, to go down. And so America's a nation of immigrants. It is. But right now it's it's in a situation where it's got a lot on its plate and immigration is uh is a tough thing to sort of i don't know to allow so many people into the country it's not the it's not built for the infrastructure is not built for detaining and housing so many people flooding over so biden's got a real tough time on his hands ahead and of course republicans could do anything they can to exploit Anything about the situation down there, although the funny thing is, is them harping on about the border wall is just insane. You you don't need to build a goddamn wall down at the border. It's so fucking stupid. You've got so many more 21st century uh, ideas that can help with that. You don't need to have a medieval structure that people could just put a fucking ladder up or cut through and get through. Have drones, have electronic surveillance. There's all kinds of things. So Republicans say, "Oh, this is because Biden didn't continue to build the wall." That's that's nonsense. Um, but it is a big issue and something to keep your eyes on uh, in the weeks ahead as to how he's going to handle this. It's a a real tightrope he needs to walk because partly the reason a lot of the reason why Democrats will lose in these elections is they appear soft on immigration. They they come across as wanting open borders and vast majority of Americans don't want that. They don't want to abolish um the immigration and custom enforcement agency, ICE. They don't want to abolish ICE. Americans want people to be able to emigrate and they want immigrants in the country and people who want to work hard and pay their taxes and, uh, you know, become American and and take part and bring elements of their culture to enhance our own and have this big melting pot. But what they don't want is uh, dangerous people or people coming over who are <laughs> testing positive for COVID or flooding into the system and, you know, uh, taking advantage of, of, of America. Americans don't want it. They want a sensible, you know, a firm but fair immigration policy. And so often it seems like a real binary position. It's either the Democrats want open borders and the Republicans want hardline detention camps and kids in cages. And it seems like we've got to figure out some space in the middle where you can't have barbarism and brutality down there. But you also can't have a fucking open door. You just can't. Um especially with so many Americans struggling to put food on the table, struggling to find work, everything else you just can't. So we'd like to be that big compassionate nation that takes, can take anybody, but we can barely take care of our own people. Look at how many people are, um, you know, out out of work and, and struggling to put food on the table and how, look at what happened in Texas with the blizzard and they couldn't even heat, heat homes. You have the energy center of America Uh, unable to provide energy for the people who live in Texas. How fucking ironic. You've got Americans, you know, on a space mission, landing a rover on Mars, blocks away from people who can't even heat their fucking apartment. It's just this land of contradictions constantly. But the immigration thing is going to be a big one. So we got to keep our eyes on that. The other uh, big news this week was uh, two more people, have been uh, charged in the, you know, the riot, the storming of the Capitol. Um, And they are charged with uh, essentially being accessories to the death of the U.S. Capitol police officer, uh, Brian Slicknick, who I believe the coroner hasn't really released the full autopsy as to what was the exact cause of death. But these two guys um, were caught sort of on video footage uh, spraying the officer with some unknown agent, probably some sort of bear mace or something really intense. And they have now been arrested and, um, are being charged with a a couple of charges with, um, let's see, I'm just going to pull up the exact things just so I don't tell you the wrong, the wrong, uh, information, but, They're charged with civil disorder, obstruction of congressional proceeding, um, nine counts, uh, including assaulting uh, three officers with a deadly weapon, and they could face these charges with uh, punishable up to 20 years in prison. Now, the thing about this Capitol riot, this storming, uh, you know, the stop the steal and everything else, it's really unbelievable how it's getting washed by Republicans and people trying to make it out like it wasn't that big of a deal. It was a massive, massive deal to attack the Capitol building. It's actually, it's fucking crazy. I mean, you can see the footage for yourself, but the biggest way to frame it in your mind and to remember how fucked up it is, is to just do a quick little thought exercise. And take those crowds that you can see in your mind's eye from seeing the footage with the MAGA hats and the people with the crazy outfits and the QAnon and the chants of hang Mike Pence and stop the steal and fight for Trump and the body armor, the camo, the Proud Boys, all this kind of stuff. Now, replace that crowd, which is predominantly white crowd, and replace them with Muslims. Replace them with bearded men in camo and fatigues. Instead of shouting, make America great again and stop the steal and fight for Trump. Imagine that same crowd shouting Allah Akbar and storming the Capitol. And then tell me that that wasn't as crazy as it was. Think of that. Think of that, what that would be like. Overrunning police, assaulting them, spraying them with uh, pepper spray, beating them with clubs and bats, tearing into the offices, offices, running, trying to trying to assassinate uh, members of Congress, looking for any lawmaker they can find to try and kill them to prevent them from voting and uh, sealing the deal of Donald Trump's fate of losing the election. Imagine that they were angry Muslims. Brown faces instead of white faces. Imagine them shouting something in a different language rather than, you know, uploading selfies to Facebook and, and waving American flags. Imagine they were waving flags with Osama bin Laden's face on it and in uh, and, and writings in Arabic. And think about how differently Fox News, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, everyone on the right would be treating this. It would be a national outcry and yet half the country is trying to play this off like it wasn't that big of a deal so much so that i need to read another uh, unbelievably um stupid quote with his uh excuse me which is from um senator ron johnson from the great state of wisconsin who said he said last week he never felt threatened by by those people never felt threatened which is incredibly, uh, unbelievable. But then he said, then this is quote, he says this on a, on a conservative talk radio. Now had the tables been turned and had, uh, president Trump won the election. And those were tens of thousands of black lives matter and Antifa protesters. I might've been a little concerned. And as Eugene Robinson in the post describes that, that is racism. That is just breathtaking. Isn't it? He wasn't that concerned when it was white people. Trashing the Capitol building, assaulting police officers, beating police officers with the American flag. I mean, the and then saying that he believes in law and order, that conservatives believe in respecting law and order. I mean, this is unbelievable. This guy is elected to the Senate. And that's that's his description. That because he says that those people, the mob of terrorists, of domestic terrorists who did that, I know this is his quote. I knew those are people that love this country that truly respect law enforcement and would never do anything to break the law. So I wasn't concerned. Get the fuck out of here. That's the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard. Those people should have been afraid for their lives because uh, those people were unhinged. They were coming to kill people if that's what it took. And luckily... The officers on that day were brave enough and smart enough to steer them away, even though they're completely outgunned and outmanned. And that's a whole other conspiracy. Uh, there's something going on because the Pentagon didn't release the orders to release the National Guard for three hours after it was happening. Something was going wrong. I don't know who's pulling the strings or who's in it with Trump or what's whatever's happening. But there was a major delay in those guys getting back up, major communication errors. Um I don't know. Is it because of just the bureaucracy of America that they keep making these mistakes and agencies not talking to to each other or or what? But anyway, that's complete bullshit what this guy is saying. And that's going to be the new talking point is they're going to try and keep this out of people's memory that, oh, that wasn't actually that big of a deal. And, oh, it was just people getting a little rambunctious, you know, just those Trump supporters. It's just like a WWF, uh, you know. Uh, event, you know, they just got a little, they just got a little out of hand, and um, yeah, and five fucking people died. Yeah, they just got a little out of hand, including officers. And it's funny because you know, I just did a previous episode. I was talking about um, the killing of George Floyd and police reform and everything else. And the police immediately got a bad rap. And I have to say, their logic uh, holds with me. They originally, the thing was, oh, my God, how did the police let this happen? They were just letting people in. And uh, why didn't they, you know, use the same force that they would use on Black Lives Matter? And you know what? Majority of the cops said, they said, we knew these motherfuckers were armed like crazy because we'd been taking guns off of them all day, all day long. They were, they were confiscating weapons from people. And they found themselves in a situation where they were completely overrun with no backup. And they said, if we started firing, we, we realized we would have been slaughtered because we had these angry, unhinged conspiracy nut nutjobs um, taking over who, who are armed. These are militia people. These are these are the, the craziest of the crazy. We're out there. And if they didn't try their very best to not open fire, and obviously, you know, an officer did. And that young woman, um, I think she was from California, was killed, one of the protesters. She was shot and killed. But they said it could have been so much worse had that happened. A full-blown gun battle bloodbath. They had found, after the investigation, pipe bombs planted, I think, at the DNC and the RNC headquarters. Uh, which was a possible tactic to set those off to divert a more uh, the police away from that. And luckily, those were discovered and didn't detonate. I mean, this thing could have been completely outrageous and it was already outrageous as it was. But the cops, you know, they got a real bad rap afterwards. And maybe there is some suspicious things of guys letting people in and everything else. Was it done out of fear? Was it done out of the fact that so many people in law enforcement actually like Trump? And. We're just going to see how this was going to shake out. I have no idea. It was a a wild event. But when senators and elected representatives say dumb shit like that, that they're not scared, but they would be scared if there were Black Lives Matter protests. I mean, Trump started this thing. There's always been a racist undercurrent in American society, in American politics, always under the surface. And you kind of knew it was there. And everyone was almost in a polite type of a way that we wouldn't talk about it or whatever we would do. Once Trump came along, fuck it, gloves are off. I'm going to be openly racist. And he comes about in the age of social media and hyperpolarization where people live in these echo chambers where they only get the information that goes along with what they believe. And we've become so irrational completely. The country is two different countries. and. That that's the only that's the way that Trump got elected to office. But now this his his open racism that's lingering on. And and someone had said it the other day is that defeating Trump in the election was the was the battle we need to defeat Trumpism. We need that's the war we need to defeat this idea, this open racism, this crazy crazy batshit conspiracy mentality, misinformation. And it's just, it's just incredibly frustrating and unproductive when elected representatives in America say shit like that. It's, um, it's just absolutely. It's, uh, I don't know. I I have a loss for words when it comes to that sort of thing. But those two guys were arrested, um, for assaulting that police officer. They've arrested, I think something like 300 people. I don't know why every single person there how they don't have footage of them and they haven't been bagged out and not all of them are in jail. They should all be in jail. Once you start moving along with the crowd and it's clear the, what what's happening and you're overrunning and you're, you're doing this, all those people should be arrested. That was an act of terrorism, plain and simple. I get it. It was a mob mentality. But all those people said they were acting at the, at the behalf of Trump. He said he was going down there with them, which of course he didn't. He's a fucking pussy. He went back to the White House. But they said they were doing this because he told them to. So, I don't know. And the other thing is, uh, which also makes sense, is they said they found out a vast majority of those people who they've caught and interviewed and everything else, a lot of them had financial troubles. And so, there's all these other things psychologically going on with people of why they turn to conspiracies and all these types of things is that we have an underlying tribal mentality based on a million years of evolution. We love being part of a tribe, being part of a group. And it's because when there was uh, 80 of us roaming around, you stuck with those people because the people over on the other side of the hill might want to kill you and take your resources. And it was that battle that waged on for millions of years in early humans. And so... When people want or need a feeling, that feeling of belonging, it's why people seek out things like church or sports and different groups and everything else is we want to feel like we're part of a group of people. It gives us a, a bit of a rush. It's based on evolutionary history. And that's what people have, have divided themselves into. And so when you go for the party of Trump and the cult of Trump and the tribe of Trump, No amount of reason can get into it because you don't want to go against the tribe. Again, back a million years ago, if people would betray or do something, go against the tribe, they'd just beat you to death. So you've developed over millions uh, millions of years an innate fear-based response of going against the tribe. It's how mob mentalities work. It's how people will do dangerous and perform dangerous acts and do things that are fucking stupid when they're around peers rather than when they're by themselves. So a lot of those people got sucked right into it, but they still need to be held accountable. People lost their lives. It was uh, an unbelievable stain and uh, scar on our democracy. And hopefully somebody gets brought to justice um, for the killing of that police officer Um He bravely tried to defend what America is supposed to represent. And Trump and Trump supporters just wiped their ass with it, which is just um, incredible. So a lot of things happening. Big week. Um, But tune in uh, next time where we talk about, I want to get into uh, deeply the origins of the coronavirus. A lot more people are talking about it. And tune in next time for that episode. For now, good night.